Welcome back, listeners. So we talked corn in the last segment and just talking about the different management zones, whether that's by soil type or past yield history. But when we look at maybe the importance of really digging into what can we gain from hybrids, Josh, what are some ways that we can maybe pick up a little more information there? Yeah, I think anytime, you know, if you're implementing VRS on your operation, whether you're thinking about it or currently doing it, uh, I still think it's important, you know, if you're planting four or five hybrids, hey, take a couple of those, do some strip populations, maybe do a, a randomized block grid, something that makes it easier that it's just a, you know, maybe within your VRS script, you're dropping some populations. And then, you know, maybe if you're still looking at, do I need to manage different, you know, manage those blocks differently, try some things if you got some other VRS capability, but still doing some on-farm research is good. You know, we do provide some information, Allie, that we do, but it's if it's not on your farm, you know, it's just more information where I still think that's important. So certainly, uh, you'll be looking at that and lean on uh, your, you know, lean on us, your finer shells or forever. We can help you get those things done. Yeah, absolutely. We just wanted to hit on that real quick, but now we'll move on in to soybeans. And I think when we look at variable rate seeding considerations for soybeans, um, it is important that when we're implementing these strategies for soybeans, they are going to respond a little bit differently than corn. So overall, when we look at this approach, um, we're going to really need to make sure that we have that clear understanding of yield history if we're going to make this work as best as it can and just those clear justifications for either increasing or decreasing seeding rates in those management zones with just the variability uh, throughout some of these fields. Yeah, and kind of a, still a, a newer concept. I, when I look at variable seeding corn, you know, I've been doing that for a while, variable seeding soybeans. Uh, you know, it's being done, but I still think it's kind of a new thing um, across at least southeast Minnesota and something we're getting a few more questions on. And and really, Allie, when you look at soybeans, it's it's maybe too elementary to say it's like the opposite thinking of corn. You know, I, I think there's still a little bit more into that, but it, there are some ways that the approach is much different uh, just based on um, it's more of an agronomic, you know, maybe driver to your VRS than just a performance uh, number like we look at with corn. Yeah, but I think when some of those specific objectives agronomically, the first thing that comes to my mind is just where can we either increase or decrease those seeding rates around? Maybe we have some more droughty clay type sandier soils and fields where plants are going to be a little bit shorter under those droughty stress conditions. Um, And then maybe in those areas where, you know, you just have fewer pods per plant and those bottom pods are just those plants aren't resulting much because we can't get those off those acres. That's the first thing that comes to my mind is how can we adjust those populations in some of those areas of the field. Um, But maybe agronomically, another big factor that comes to mind, Josh, would be how can we manage white mold? Big topic in southeast Minnesota. Yeah, and and really it kind of goes back to what you were describing there, Allie. It it, it seems, you know, maybe too simple, but it's kind of a plant height game, right? You know, when you do look at at soybean seeding rates, um, well, even if you just look at beans in general within the field, you, you talk about those sandy knobs or, or tight clay knobs that maybe don't produce very well the beans get really short and in those situations increasing population competes and you'll get taller beans in that area and and maybe you can increase pod count where you go to the low areas we definitely don't want high population because we have white mold we don't want the beans big and tall where if we can maybe you know bring that population down maybe we can manage plant height give it some more room you know get more airflow down through there and reduce white mold and as a result that lower population can actually increase yield in those areas and that high population in that poorly maybe those more poor performance areas can actually elevate and increase our yield in those areas but you know it, it, there's still I think a lot of yield history needed alley to define that I think it's a little bit more complex than just the high low areas 
But I think there's some other factors there, Ali, of, of just having that yield history that we need to look at pretty closely when you think of soybeans. And I think with soybeans, too, and, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, Josh, but really important, too, is just what is the capability of our um, machines, that, not machines that we're using, but, you know, different planters and, and being able to space those plants uh, correctly. So not only adjusting those populations either higher or lower, but just their ability to keep that uniform placement is going to be key as we look at maybe implementing this across some of our acres. Another thing I think that's important to, to maybe touch on, Josh, is if someone was looking to implement this on their own acres, whether it be either corn or soybeans, what are some ways that folks could either utilize um, a trusted advisor for this or do some of this um, on their own? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Allie. And, and one thing, you know, at Pine year we have um, software Corteva Fields is what it is but we do offer software web-based um, you know free to our growers that want to do VRS and one thing I've seen you know in recent years we, I'm seeing more growers maybe work on their own VRS you know maybe they're looking at it they got a lot of yield history they're looking at they know these farms really well and and maybe in some cases they're looking at I don't want to just load a prescription from, that I got from a computer generated thing or from somebody else that I maybe want to be able to put my own input into that and certainly Corteva Fields allows that and um, the nice thing is you don't need someone to do it for you. you can just go to the website and sign up get your field set up and, and tackle it or you know reach out to one of us or your rep and they can help you get you set up as well. All in all Josh I think the first step is to developing this strategy is to identify these candidate fields. Growers that are newer to this VRS maybe benefit just reach out to us with any questions and we're happy to help. Listening to Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise W-I-S-E and at Josh Schaffner to submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m.